leaning visa, put it to the test. Leaning visa, so get it off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's a friend. So lean in with Lisa, spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every day. Hey everybody. It's great to be back. I'm so excited about my podcast today. I have the most hilarious woman. She is one of the top stand-up comedians of our time. She was a semi-finalist on AGT, and she is Wendy Liebman. So reach out to Lisa every day. Oh, wow. Well, look who's with me. Well, well, well. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Wendy Liebman. I'm going to lean in. <laughs> you can, I lean love, in like this. Perfect. We'll lean in together. Okay. Wendy. I'm glad I have this virtual background because my office is just also my workout room. So there's a bike behind me and... Um, a rowboat. Oh, I have. <laughs> do you have a rower? I have a rower. I do have a rower. I actually bought a really inexpensive one because I wasn't that committed to it, but it's great. It's the best. And by the way, if you do it about, well, I was training for a little bit, but then I stopped and um, he said, do it 20 minutes a day. I'm lucky if I do it five minutes a day, but I do it. But all you need is to just do it even for like just a few minutes and it makes all the difference. I mean, it really does. It really does. What were you training for? Uh, for my thighs. <laughs> I was, and uh, yeah. So um, so when COVID hit, did you, were you a member of a gym during COVID? Like, did you work out a lot? No, I once joined a gym uh like in the early 2000s, and it was um, called Crunch. Oh, yeah, and Crunch. I went once the first time when I signed up, and then I never went back. <laughs> and so why you know, do you look so good? Have... What? I said, why do you look so good? Like you're, oh. you're like, you look like you have not one ounce of fat on you. It's very deceptive, Lisa. And I do ride my exercise bicycle 10 miles a day. Oh, my. And that no, you don't. For years. Are you kidding? 10 miles I, a day? Yeah, I don't. Um, it's not like a Peloton. I don't sweat. I take my, it's like a recumbent bike. So it's more like I sit on my bicycle and I watch TV. <laughs> and I get a little oh exercise. God. I get my heart rate up a little bit. Um but no, I actually, I gained 10 pounds today. Today? you um, Just today? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my weight fluctuates so much, you know, because I grew up on Long Island and everybody's. But anyway, no, I don't. I You asked me if I belong to a gym before COVID. I did not. But during COVID, I started eating boxes of Cheez-Its family size every day. <laughs> so, 
So I guess I was a stress eater. I don't know. I I just think they're delicious. They are the best. This is, this is really, uh, cheeses are the best snack. Family size, yes. I'm not sure about, but yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm sorry I missed your show the other night. I really wanted to go to Flappers to see it see you uh, perform and I um, very immersed in volleyball. My daughter plays volleyball. So, but how did it go? Well, I, first of all, I commend you on the volleyball mom thing because I'm not a mother, um, but I did raise, help my husband raise his two sons. So I'm, I'm a stepmother. You're a mother. And I remember, You're a mother. I know. I, but I, uh, I didn't go to all the games like my husband did. There were a lot of soccer games. Oh, you're a stepmother and- then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, my show was, it was so much fun. I haven't, hadn't performed all month. And I asked them at Flappers if I could do the little room because they have like the regular showroom. Yes. It's my favorite club right now. I love um, Flappers. Yes. I know. You've performed there. And I then they have there, yes. smaller room. They have a little, the Yoohoo room, and it seats 50. And I oh. just comped all my friends. It's the I only like way that. I can see my friends now is if I invite them to a show. They'll but all come to see you. Glorious. It was really I'm fun. I, I'll do it again. I want to I want to go next time. I promise you I will be there. I promise, promise. The last time I did Flappers, Stephen Tabalowski came over to me after the show and told me he went over and he just stared at me and went, you're funny. And I said, that made my year. Of course. I mean, coming from him? I mean, I get excited when somebody likes a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it was really fun, and I love, I love, I love it. But anyway, I wanted to ask you because I know, like, I'm wearing my red for Valentine's Day. It's coming up in about a week, Valentine's Day. I'm wearing my red. I saw this at Target. What do you think of this sweatshirt? What does my it dog, say? My oh, this is my Valentine. It really is true because she is. No offense to my husband, but she is. I'm sorry, um, she is. Yes, my dog is. <laughs> Uh, I love my dog. I have two dogs. They're um, Jindo. I think I told you. They yes, we talked about it at lunch. From the meat market. Um, and I never was a dog person before. I never had a dog before I was in my 40s. So it's only are, the past 20 years. Are they and the best? I imagine my life. What kind of dog do you have again? I have a, uh, I have a golden doodle. Her name is Lucy because, you know, I mean, look, Lucy. Oh, I know. I was looking behind you. (laughs) Are you channeling Lucille Ball? Lucy, my Lucy cup. Oh, my God. Why do I? I like funny women, Wendy. That's why I'm having you on my podcast. I like women. I like women. I saw you. About now, tell me if I'm wrong because I could be completely. This might have been a dream, but I think I did. You ever do Johnny Carson? I did. You did. It was you. It was I you. Did. Okay, May tenth, nineteen ninety one. 
it was. And I you. only remember because you're only on Carson one, or I was right. only on Carson once. If you're lucky. Um, but it's also my niece's first birthday. I remember that coincided. But yes, I had short hair, like really, really short hair. And it was and straight. It was like blown out. Was it kind was of blown funky. out? Yeah. No, because it's this short. It was this short. <clears throat> yeah, you had like, like a little Dorothy Hamilton going on. I did. I know. And I remember you. Somebody asked me why I had my hair like that for so long. And I said, I guess I didn't have any friends who would tell me to get rid of that haircut. But I just cut four inches off my hair. And I, I see like a new person. So cute. It's, thank you. It's so weird what hair can do. It's unbelievable. You know, you look younger, number one. I just took about four inch, well, three and a half inch. But it's like when I went into the hair salon, the guy said, you really need to take some of this off because it's making you look older. So he said, you need something a little more current. What you did just now is current. I love it. Well, I just feel such a relief and I'm insane about my hair anyway. So I just said, I'm going to start a new year. I'm going to cut it off. Finally. It's been this length before, but I um, I, no, it, it really works. It now. But doesn't it change your mood? changes your mood. You feel lighter. You feel like a whole new kind of beginning. It's, it's very cool. It's a very my cool feeling. In general can change my mood, oh. how my hair looks. I mean, one time yes. it was dyed black and I was just dyeing it this color, which is brown, but I guess my hair is very porous. So she put so much in that it was like Elvira black. And I was so depressed. Really? Um, but like to an extreme, I think I was depressed about other things. And that just <laughs> sent me over the edge of a bottle now, of that, botch. <laughs> yeah, that would set me over the edge too. Because my hair is my, like, that's my trademark. So it's like right. everyone knows. It's so funny because, oh, so I, my mother-in-law is in an assisted living home. And she's laying in bed. You know, she's 96. And I go see her a few times a week. and. I wore my hair up and I ring the bell. She's in a, like a, a, it's like a private home with four rooms. And I ring the bell and the caregiver answers the door and says, excuse me, but uh, we don't, uh, we gave already. <laughs> and I said, it's me. And he goes, oh. no, wh who are you? Right. I said, Le I'm Lisa, I'm Sylvia's daughter-in-law. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. See, people recognize me with my hair, from my hair, you know, right. that's. What's your trademark? Um, I think people, well, people tell me it's my smile. I agree. It is. Um, that and my sense of humor. No, <laughs> my personality. Uh, I don't know. That's a really good question. When I had just started out, this man came up to me after a show and he said, you really need like a prop. And he said, you should really hand out like rubber hamburgers, like Wendy's. <laughs> and I've always wondered like oh. if I had had a prop or something to give out, how the trajectory of my career might have gone differently. I'm so glad you didn't. Um, I, know. I know. You don't, you don't need anything. Sold, I've never sold anything. 
You don't need to. You just sell yourself because you're so fucking funny. But I have to <laughs> sold your soul. Yes, that's true. You sold, but it was worth it. But yeah, now Valentine's but Valentine's is coming up. Are you and your hubby planning on a romantic uh, something dinner? What anything? Well, no, because I have a show actually at the Orpheum in Los Angeles on Valentine's. It's called the Chosen, and it's like ten Jewish comedians. Wait, is that and the one with Jeff Garland? Yes. <gasps> We're going. Oh, I want to go. Fuck, fuck the dinner. I want to go. So they added me. First, they hired me. Right. And then I saw the picture and I wasn't on the lineup. So I was like, oh, was I unchosen? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I just didn't make the poster. Um, anyway, I so we're doing that. They have to add and you to the poster. They have to add, they have to like do like a did. little like, okay. They put, they did. And they added somebody else who I don't know, but I know um, Natasha Legero and uh, her husband and Jeff Garland, I know. Jeff and I know Dan nice. Levy, who is like a phenomenal comedian. He was just touring with um, John Mulaney all over the world. Oh. I love John I saw, I saw that on Instagram. But I want to tell you a story. So one day yes. my husband and I were um, sitting down to binge watch something after dinner. And there was nothing on. And so finally we settled on a documentary about Hitler. And it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> One year. So now every Valentine's Day, we say that we have to find a good Hitler documentary. Lovely. Okay. When you get out. I'm not really a great Jew. Like I just took down my Christmas tree. So I'm not. Um... Oh, Wendy. I, did you, you did AGT, right? I did. I was and you on went nine. Okay, because I, when my grandfather, when I was younger, my grandfather and my grandmother used to take me to Radio City. We were like, I thought I was the only Jew there because it was during the Christmas show. And do you remember the, you never went to the Christmas show, did you? Every year. You went? A Long we Island went. Jewish girl? Yes. My grandparents lived in Manhattan, one set of them. And we went to see the Rockettes. And Love the Rockettes movie every year. I loved that show. And we also saw, saw the Nutcracker. Um, and that I just love New York City at the holidays. I love it. And I, I saw the sound of music. I saw Mary Poppins there. Wait a minute, Mary Poppins. Speaking of Mary Poppins, your husband, isn't he associated? His, didn't his father, is your father? Explain to me, please. <laughs> My husband's <laughs> father. Yes. And, and uncle. So my husband's father and his brother are the Sherman brothers who wrote a lot of the music for Disney in the 60s, including Mary Poppins. And brothers. one day my mm. husband came home from school. He was seven. And my father-in-law said, what did you do today? And my husband said, oh, we got the shot for polio and my father-in-law said you let them give you a shot with a needle 
And my husband said, oh no, they put the medicine on a sugar cube and they put that on a spoon and we just ate that. And my father-in-law wrote Spoonful of Sugar. Oh my God. Oh, what a great story. And I love this. I love this. I Tell me another one. I love this. Oh, that my was husband inspired that story. Oh, so another time my husband was, he was like four and he was at the Disney studios. Maybe he was a little older. And Walt Disney um, said, how do you like the set? Or how do you, right. yeah, they had just filmed Mary Poppins or they were in the middle of it. How do you like the set? And my husband was like, mm, I don't. I don't understand. I don't think it's good or something like that. And so Walt Disney took him down to the set and said, what's wrong? And my husband said, well, you know, you, uh, people are dancing on the, on the ground and you said that they're going to be on the rooftops. Um, and Walt Disney leans down and says, okay, this is what the camera is going to see. And it will look like they're dancing on the rooftops. And he said, that's movie magic. Wow. And don't tell oh. your friends. <laughs> don't tell your friends? Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. What so an my amazing story. met Walt Disney. I know. Have you ever met Julie Andrews? I have not met Julie. My husband has. He um, did a documentary about the Sherman brothers, and he interviewed everybody from Julie Andrews to uh Dick Van Dyke. Just uh, what well, to Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Lansbury. Um so I have met Dick Van Dyke, which is was the most thrilling thing for me because he's my hall pass. <laughs> Love more than I met I got to meet him too. It was my bucket list when I moved out here and I said before I die I must, I don't care what it takes. And I met him. And so what was the circumstance? You really want to know? Um, yeah. So <laughs> no, I stalked Johnny Carson. I didn't stalk Dick Van Dyke. Uh, but uh, I got taken out by a, a couple of uh, security guards out of Johnny's uh, bathroom in his. Really? Room. It will. I'll tell you that over lunch. But okay. anyway, so uh, Dick. So I always wanted to meet him and he was doing a show. Dick Van Dyke was doing a show at the Agora community center, which is about 10 minutes from where I am where I live. And my husband calls me and he says, I think your wish is going to come true. Dick Van Dyke is doing a show on Saturday. Why don't we go? It's free. So we get there with me and my husband and my daughter and we, we walk in and who do I see? His son Barry Van Dyke, and who I Barry from Diagnosis Murder. Diagnosis Murder, and Barry and I worked together years ago. And I went in, and she said, "I'm sorry, ma'am, but we have no more tickets left. It's we're we're, we're full." And Barry turns around and says, "Looks at me, takes a, does a double take." I look. I said, "Barry," he says, "Lisa." come here. I introduced him to Rick, my daughter. I said, yeah, I wanted to come see your dad, but you know, there's no, there are no more seats. And he said, well, you're going to sit next to us. Come sit with me and my family. So I said goodbye to Rick and Ella. They left. And, and, and I, sat on his lap. I sat on his lap and he 
was very happy to see me. And, uh, and there was an art show going on. And my husband saw that there was an art show. And they said, if you buy a piece of art, you can meet Dick Van Dyke. And my husband bought me a gorgeous, beautiful canvas of Dick Van Dyke, hand, you know, beautiful painting. And it happened to be the artist's birthday that day. And after the show, Barry walked me over to the green room and I walked in with the artwork and Dick looks at me and says, you bought my favorite piece of art. He says, this is the best. And he signs it. And I said, Dick, I said, first of all, you were fabulous. He did a whole song and dance thing. And I said, and you know my father's best friend that my father knew from University of Miami. And he said, and when I mentioned my father's best friend, he went nuts, sit down for an hour. We're sitting and just schmoozing for an hour, exchanged numbers and emails and kept in touch with him ever since. That so, is brilliant. That he you, is the nicest man. Is he the nicest really guy? It's a small world. Isn't it a small world? It's such a small world that it's, it's six degrees of separation. I think in, in California, it's more like two. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I not only- I almost met Kevin Bacon twice. I did a movie I with haven't... Kevin Bacon. You I did? worked with him. Yeah, I did the big picture with him. And I played a bride. I had one line. And they stuck me in his dressing room with him. I was in the in trailer. Kevin with, Bacon's dressing room. With him and his dog. I, on my life. Um, remind me that part of the movie because I watched it recently. I've never it, seen it. The big picture. A, I love just watch that it. movie. I play the bride. Whatever scene you see with a bride, that's me. Is it snowing? I, no. no, no, it wasn't um, snowing. It wasn't I snowing. That. I love Not where, that movie. You like the big I picture? Mean, Christopher Guest was the director on that. That movie is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'll have to watch it. Um, what, I'm I have trying to think of what some of my other favorite movies are this year. I loved a, sh a movie called The Living. I didn't, that's and the one I want to, I have to see that. Isn't she up for, there was, she the uh, it, I don't think she, I don't know who she is, but it was mostly the man's story. Well, it was, okay. the, it was both of their stories. But um, that was my favorite movie so far this year. I Did tried to like everything bagel. Um, What's that? What is everything, everything bagel? Everywhere, all at once. Oh! <laughs> it was an absolute brilliant, brilliant piece of film that I don't understand. <laughs> okay, how many times have you seen it? Once. See it again. Really? And then again, and then again. I wanted to tell you that um, I know you love White Lotus. Love. Right? So love. the first season, they stay in a hotel. And that's where we stayed when we went to Hawaii, when I opened <gasps> the Lamar over New Year's. I wanted to ask you about that because you told me you were going to open for Bill. Bill Mar. It was so much fun. Um Jeffrey Ross was the other comedian. Oh, he's funny. 
We had two amazing shows. Tell me about it. I want to know what it, tell me everything. I want to know, so, does he wear, does Bill wear a Speedo? I didn't see, I didn't see him on the beach. Oh. Um, my husband went like, wait, diving, not diving. What is it called? Body surfing. Uh-huh. There were like 10 men and they all went body surfing together. Very but nice. um, I ate four of the best meals I've ever had. The food is amazing. And um, the shows were in Oahu. For, well, first in Maui and then in Oahu. The audiences couldn't have been better. Um I had just the time of my life. I got to meet Eddie Vedder, Woody Harrelson, Peter Farrelly, and Sean Penn. They were in the were they in the audience? No, they came backstage. Oh my god! Actually, Eddie Vedder played on stage. He played. Oh, I love Eddie Vedder. That's amazing. But but does Bill Maher wear a speedo? (laughs) I'll have to ask. I dated him years ago. I I went out with him on a date. Yeah. Yes. Wearing, in New York, yeah. right? Yeah, in New York. We went out on a date. It was a day he got politically incorrect. It was a day that he found out. So he, you know, he didn't really ask me much about myself. But, uh, you know, he uh, he was excited about it. And I was very happy for him. We went out on a date, yeah. But and you were um, staying in Brooklyn, right? And he sent you flowers. Yeah, I was living in Brook. I was I was visiting from LA to I was visiting. Uh he sent me uh I was staying with my mom's best friend Pearl and Norman, and uh I was uh I was upstairs getting ready and uh um the, the doorbell rang and Pearl says, and Norman, Norman, Norman. Oh my God, Norman. Thank you so much for these gorgeous flowers, Norman. <laughs> and Norman says, Pearly, uh, I didn't get you flowers. That's and, uh, and they were from Bill Maher. He sent me flowers. Yeah. Wow. That's my well, Bill Maher story. The funniest, funniest, most generous. He's, ge- he's a genius. He's a genius. He's brilliant. Genius. Was he nice to you? Oh, so nice. A couple of weeks ago on his show, on Bill Maher's show, um, one of his bits was about flying private because he he was pointing out the hypocrisy of a lot of these environmentalists who fly private planes. And he said, Mm -hmm. there are two types of people, those who fly private and those who can't. Who want to fly private? <laughs> okay, and then there's a third group: those who can fly private but don't. But those don't exist. <laughs> I don't want uh, to fly. Pri- I don't want to fly private. Except, except for who? Except for Ed, Ed Begley, Ed Begley, and Greta um, Thurnburn. Greta, the the young kid activist. Oh I right, right, but. Well, Ed Beagley is extremely, I mean, he's all about. uh, He walks his walk. Yes, yes. He's not, you know, I think he was one of the first to get solar panels or whatever. I used to see him at the farmer's market selling like a cleaning solution that was um, environmentally friendly. He was sitting in the booth selling it. He's so down to earth. 
I totally believe that. I totally believe that. Yeah, he is a very, very down to earth guy. Yeah. But well, for, no, Sean Penn. Let's talk about Sean. You met Sean Penn. I was okay. coming off stage. He was going onto the stage because he was going to say hello. Oh, he was performing. And, well, he was just saying hello as Spicoli. They were introducing him as Spicoli. As Spicoli. Oh, yes. Best so he time. really just went on and waved hello. And he, as he was passing me, he said, um, I'm an insomniac too, because I had been talking about being an insomniac. So I never got to follow up. But I mean, in the meantime, um, I guess I'm at that point in my life, Lisa, where I don't feel like, ooh, how can this help me? Or what, what could that lead to? I go, this is this is fabulous. Like just meeting him. being yes. Right. And being there with all these fabulous people. And yeah. like, but everything comes to you, Wendy. I mean, when I look at you, you're this girl, you grew up in New York, you know. I mean, when you told your parents you wanted to be a comedian, like what was the look on their face? Um I've never told them. I think they think. I'm, so they still haven't found out. They think I'm a third grade teacher living in Akron, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, um, they're thrilled. You know, I think at first they were like, whatever makes you money. Um, no, whatever makes you happy. And I had a day job. I was working at a college doing administrative work. So I never was a starving artist. Um, so they always just were very supportive. And I think both my parents have that extrovert gene. My dad sings in a choir. Nice. For 35 years. It's called the University Glee Club. It's in New York. All men. Oh, it's that's so cute. Aw. 35 years. And I my love mother, that. And my mother played the drums at my wedding. No, my mother... <laughs> My mother is, um, she is like a, she ran a preschool for years and now does workshops on children and how to deal with your children. And she does it over Zoom. And so they're 87 and 88 years old. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. They're in New York still? Are they in, in New, York? New York? But they, they're coming to California for a month. The show. Are they going to get to see you do The Chosen? Um, no, they, no, but I'll, I'll go down at the end of the month to see them. And, oh, um, that'll be fun. Yeah, so I, that's like a tradition that they come here once once a year and I get to see them for a little while. Yeah. So, so, so spe speaking of college, you were talking about college. I met you through my BFF, my, college, my Ithaca College BFF, Judy Berg. You know, we were, uh, since you and I are like, it, I think you and I are around the same age, 45, right? So, and uh, you're not 61. almost 62. Look at that face. You're so, you're so cute. <laughs> you, Thank you. No, you really uh, are I want cute. to tell the Judy Berg story because this is okay. my favorite, one of my favorite stories ever. So I had run into an old high school friend, Deborah, and she lived in New York and I was performing there. And I got to meet her friend, Judy. We all went to lunch. 
And right. then I invited Deborah to my wedding. And I said, you can bring a plus one. And she said that she didn't like to fly. So she wasn't going to come. And I said, well, maybe bring Judy and she'll right. help you fly. So I send them an invitation and then they get upset because they think I think that they're together like a couple and they oh, a couple. <laughs> so I find two more <laughs> invitations. I send them each an invitation. <laughs> so Deborah decides she can't come to my wedding, but Judy Berg comes to my wedding <laughs> and I had met her once for two hours. And that was it. That was it. But I love your BFF. I think she's a wonderful human being. Well, I love her too. And she is a hoot. Is she a hoot? Is she fun? She's so fun. And it is such a small world because she went to high school with my agent. I mean, come on, really? I mean, come on. We were meant, you and I were meant to meet when? We were meant to meet. It's all beshared. It's besh My mother's favorite word was beshared. But I wanted to see, ask you also. I want to know who, who was your role model growing up? You mean comedy wise? Yeah. Comedy. Like mine was Lucy, of course. I think mine was Lily Tomlin, which is really oh, Lily. interesting because I don't do characters and that's what she did. But I used to imitate her characters for my father and I would get a laugh. And I think hearing my dad laugh just was so joyous to me. I wanted to do that all the time. So did you do Edith Ann? I did Edith Ann. I could do it, but then I would have to <laughs> sit in a big chair with a Yeah. And I did <laughs> and I did Ernestine. <laughs> I loved Lily Tomlin so much. Um she's in a movie now, 80 for Brady. I know. Did you see it? I didn't see it, but I'm going to write my own movie, 60 for Bill Bixby. <laughs> Courtship of Eddie's Father and the Incredible Hulk. Love. I only saw the first. Oh, I love Bill Bixby. He went way too soon. He went way too soon. He was great. Wasn't he great? It's interesting that I sometimes I can't remember if somebody has passed because he's still so large in my in my head. Uh, well, whenever I see the memoriam, every time Rick and I watch it together, when we watch the Oscars, I always say, wait a minute, didn't that person pass away 10 years ago? It's usually Buddy Epson. It feels like Buddy Epson keeps coming up every year. I, I can't explain it. Can I tell you that I have been watching Barnaby Jones lately, speaking of Buddy Epson. I love Buddy Epson. Of course, of course. And I is. watch all of those shows. My husband makes fun of me, but I do it in the morning when I'm folding laundry. On um, La La Land, not La La I Land, TV Land? Yeah, I'm, me TV. <laughs> me so too. I'll watch, but I will have recorded it the night before. So I watch Matlock and I watch Mannix and Hawaii Five O. And my new favorite is Barnaby Jones. I have and to check that out again. I loved, I, I was on Matlock years ago. I was on Matlock. My nose is running. You were? Why. Yeah, years ago. Oh, I was on, episode. and the I was bride? on, Col yeah, I was the bride again. And I was on Columbo. I played a hooker on that. Um, really? We won't, yeah, we won't talk about it. But anyway, um, uh, you're, are you close with your grandparents? Were you close with your grandparents growing up? Very close. 
You were close. Did your grandmother ever give you any advice? Well, I have two sets of grandmothers and one said, don't marry for money, divorce for money. But um, no, these are all jokes from my act. I think you're setting me up to tell jokes. No, I'm not. I would never set you up. Oh, ever. my grandmother give me advice. I would set you up on a date, but I wouldn't. My, so. my grandmother was very, very ahead of her time. Like, well, both of them were. One of them was self-published, which wow. you didn't even hear of that. Not then. But he had written poetry and wanted to see it in a book. And my grandfather oh, wow. didn't have my other grandmother was ahead of her time. She put the phone in her purse and it was a rotary phone. But um, <laughs> no, my other grandmother was just very cool. Like she was like Auntie Maine. Like, um, but um, the best advice I ever got, not that you asked me, but my mother-in-law before she passed uh, told me that if you want something done, do it yourself. And she wasn't saying like, I don't want to help you. She was saying, if you have a vision of something, nobody can do it for you. She's right. Yeah. And I keep She's that so right. And that's why you are where you are. That's why you are is who you are and where you are. And do you know how many people, I got to tell you, uh, I, I, I admire you so much. I can't even tell you how much I admire you for doing what you do. I did comedy for a little bit. I, I, you know, I did a little bit, but to do what, you know, I mean, Bill Maher calls you up and says, Wendy, I want you to open up for me. And, you know, you are living the life. You're living the life. And how fun. What well, a fun life you have. Sometimes I, I think I'm making it up. Like I well, feel so lucky. I feel like a very lucky person. And I heard today that the things you say get, they manifest. They really do become real, real. I believe that. Totally believe that. Um, it might've been one of these uh, praise Jesus channels, but, <laughs> but I, I still took it to heart. No, I was flipping channels once and I did hear all about how like words become things and, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I want to write a whole, I want to write a movie about somebody who, a comedian whose jokes all came true. Like they were just, they joked about everything and things. Came I think you should, that. I think you should start it. Should I? Okay. Oh, Absolutely. I admire you so for doing that Instagram. Uh, you were you were posting every single day during COVID. I I was because you and I are friends on Instagram, and uh, that was the coolest thing that you did. That it was kind of like having your own diary, but on Insta, you know, you kept track of every day. How many days did you do? It was like two hundred days. Right, and there's a lot honestly, of days. Honestly. I think it was to keep me sane because I love being in a community. Right. And I felt like I had a little community because people would write to me. And um, it really made me get out of bed. Like I would have just lulled 
lol. I would have just I, hung out in bed and not I get it about my hair or I had to be pre- presentable. And you were, so, and you, but you were so raw and yeah. genuine and you, you didn't wear makeup. You didn't put makeup I should on put them all together. I should put them all together on a YouTube You, sh- you really should. I mean, that would be the Wendy Liebman documentary. I mean, that could be part of your doc- documentary. Why not? I mean, why not? Do it. Okay. And now we are going to do Curveballs. Lisa. Hey, neighbor. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. I think we're neighbors. Think we are? Close. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I live uh, around the corner, like on Roscoe. It's a very exclusive gated community. You probably never heard of it. But um, no, I had to, because I go through, you know, I had to do a little research. I mean, I, I've known you for, not personally, but, you know, I'm a big fan of comedians. I was watching the Rodney Dangerfield specials in the 80s, you know, Maurice LaMarche and uh, Bob Nelson, those like Sam Kinison and just they just played forever. So I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan. So I've seen you and um, your your contemporaries. But um, you know, and I, I looked at what you're doing now, and and uh, no, it's great. Uh, I saw you uh, grew up obviously in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, no, you're definitely not. Um, no, let me let me uh, let me start with a question. Here's how it goes: When when people hear Wendy Liebman, they group you in with your contemporaries, Rita Rudner, Elaine Boozler. Susie Essman, Kathy Ladman, any of whom could be on a female comedy Mount Rushmore. Have you ever been to South Dakota? I've been to South Dakota. I have been. I couldn't tell you where. It was in the 90s. And I only know that I've been there because I've been to every state except Montana. Oh, wow! But I know I was in I was in Fargo, North Dakota, for sure. All right. Wow. Oh, I love the movie Fargo. Oh. But I think Good I man. was in a. I think I performed at a college in South Dakota. All right. Yeah, I'll check your records, then we can make it official, and we'll I get you to Montana. Add, I want to thank you for adding me to that group of phenomenal yeah, that's- women. That's that's your you know that's mind blowing. Yes, uh, well, when uh, she said that she was doing when leaving, I you know I pictured you all at, and we had, we had recently seen was it who was at the Bill Maher party at Bill at oh we saw we saw at, no at, at the the Christmas party and Bill Maher sometimes goes to Kathy 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 Lavin was there. Kathy we were, we were hanging out with Kathy afterwards. Yeah, so, she's great. That was nice. Which um, Christmas you, party was this that I wasn't invited? It was to right before. Yeah, it was sit and spin. It was sit and it spin, was sit and, and then. And Paul Bill Maher is friends with that group. Um, right, with Maggie there. Rowe, who started yes. Correct. Spin, and so Jim I was, is her husband. You are correct. It was Jim, yeah, Jim's house. Yes, and I've done sit and right. spins, and, and my partner, mm-hmm. writing partners, do very close with them. So they house it for them. So. They are um, so great. Okay. They're yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, they're the best. Um, uh, you went to Wellesley College, all women. Who's your favorite go go? Um, <laughs> that was a curveball. I know. You know, I went to Wellesley, but I really wanted to go to Brown, oh. and I was waitlisted, and I'm still waiting. 
<laughs> they'll, they'll call. They're, um, they're, they get, they're slow. My favorite go-go are the bangles. <laughs> oh, you prefer the bangles. Okay. I lo- we love them both. That's, that's fair. I love that's the, fair. I love Suzanne Hopps. I love, I love the bangles. Oh no, I loved them both. And we saw the go-go's they were here last oh, March. Oh, Belinda Carlisle. Didn't she yeah. perform? They all sounded yeah. great. They all sounded great and looked great. And the drummer so, was recovering from something. So she was. Then there's up. somebody called Brandy Carlisle. Who oh, yes. I was posting about Brandy and I thought they meant Belinda. And then I checked out Brandy, who is like, I'm so phenomenal. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, phenomenal. I, yeah. I was She's like uh, the female you know, Elvis. Yeah. I was, I was, I, you know, I've been, I've been sitting here in the background the whole time, you know, I was half listening and um, uh, I, was, I was mostly listening, but Lucy is her, her valent is Lisa's Valentine and Rick actually knows, but um uh, and and my my wife did the same thing as you. She went to Crunch because it was next to my son's gym. Still pays for it. Don't think she's been back. I but, mean, uh, they say they have a, a branch in Tokyo. I'm like, how am I ever going to find out if that's true? <laughs> you might get a book there, but but um, having watched, you know, I've been watching, you know, watch some of your specials, rewatched, I guess, and over the years, and you still you look very much the same. You're very very lean. I would say like a heavy Kev- Karen Carpenter. Uh, well, she heavier. was my idol, Karen Pork. Yeah, she was great. She was, she great. was my oh, yeah, idol. She was great. I was just saying, I was just for comparative. So that's a good, that's a good place to be. Well, they have the dark hair, the dark hair, very, yeah. you know, natural, very natural. <laughs> yes, but a heavy Karen Carpenter would be perfect. A heavy Karen Carpenter. Yeah. Well, I want to be a skinny Karen Carpenter. No. Nobody. You are. You're beautiful. I want to, I want to, Wendy, That's, before Adam goes to the next one, were yeah. you popular at school when, were you popular with the boys? Cause you're so easy to be with an adorable and so petite and cute. And like, you're, I didn't realize how petite you are. When I stood next to you, I was like, short. Like, I, you're little, you're so cute though. You're like a little, short. I just want, I just I want to hug you. Popular. Was I popular? Were you popular? Um, I were you was outgoing? Friends. I what you know I now am both an introvert and an extrovert like I was in bed for 14 months with my broke I had a broken leg and I was fine with that I guess early on in my career I had fear of missing out uh I was born early because I had fear of missing out so there are both sides of my personality um I'm extrovert and introvert I was friends with a few people from each group and I had a best friend. So it wasn't that I was wildly popular, but I fit in everywhere kind of. That's the coolest. The boys, not really. Like my best friend was friends with all the boys and like really was part of one of them. And Mm -hmm. I was never one of them. And one of them was Howard Gordon, who wrote um, home or produced Homeland and the X-Files. Oh, and I was wow. thinking about this today, that there was one night that we were all watching The Twilight Zone together. And cut to now, like, I feel like the X-Files came out of that kind yes. of creative thinking. Same genre, yeah. We were sitting there with Howard Gordon watching. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, that's wild. That's great. Um, Adam, yes, you we, have any other curveballs for Wendy? Yeah, I do. You know I do. Okay. Uh, you, you grew up on Long Island, uh, just 10 miles from where Billy Joel grew up. 
Do you play any instruments? He grew up in Oyster Bay, right? Uh, Hicksville. 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 My sister once worked at U.S. Blues and Acme Leather in the town of Roslyn. And he came in and Billy Joel came in and she sold him a bandana. But to answer your question, I've played the piano for 50 years. Whoa. And I... I wasn't really trained. Like I had a couple of teachers early on and they were all like, whatever you're doing, just do that. But we can't teach you anything. Cause I just, what I do is I can't read notes, but I can read the guitar chords yeah. and I played them on the piano and I improvise. So if I've heard the song, I can play it if I have the chords. So you play by ear. Pretty much, but That's I have to cool. have the chords. Right. And oh, you have to, my, when you come over, you'll play, you'll play, you and Ella could play piano together because my daughter plays. She's really, she loves hobby. Oh, okay. We're going to have a night here. It, it made we'll me think of uh, your story with your husband who came home from school and had the spoonful of sugar. I, just think of how different it would be if it's like, yeah, they gave us a shot in the ass. Yes, I got it. Where do you hear this? Walt. What's what's the rating on this? Okay. Um, you you appeared you appeared on Make Me Laugh, Comic Daddy. Relief, and Hollywood Squares. Have you ever met Paul Lynn? No, but I know a guy named Michael Arrington who does Paul Lynch and go brings his show to different places he did it at vitello's and he's phenomenal you've yeah, seen we, it we love paul no i haven't we would see it we love paul in so i always oh. have to bring him up her friends the bobs have a book and i had to borrow it they live in palm springs and they're supposed to be doing a docudrama about him so did you, you know michael arrington michael arrington is the guy who does it we okay. have to go see him we have yeah, to go, we have see, to go him. see it well call By when the, way, the bobs come in Bring the bobs in. Did you ever give the bobs their book back? Yes, I did. I, I did. did Who the bobs? Going to Palm Springs. The bobs. Oh, Her the friend. bobs. My husband Rick went to El Camino High School with Bob Klein, and Bob met a Bob, another Bob, and so now they are a uh, Bob. He met his partner Bob, so we call them the Bobs, and they're adorable. And we go visit them in Palm Springs, at least. We've been there a few times, right, Ab? I, I, I introduced Adam and his family to the Bobs. The Bobs are great. You'll meet them there. But then they came here for your birthday and did the song. Yeah, they came. Oh, no, oh, that, was, came. that was that was the other couple. That was your other couple. That was my other, Peter and Rufino. They did the song Peter. for me they for my sixth. Yeah, for my birthday. Um, but, uh, okay, drink your Wendy, Wendy, when you perform, next time you go, you perform. I'll bring the bobs and I'll introduce you to them. Adam, you can come too. Thanks. Okay. I could see her perform at pavilions. When Why don't I we go see her at the Orpheum? Let's go see. I the, did the show. perform at pavilions during during the pandemic. I just, I there were people around. I started telling yeah. jokes. Yes. I tried it out one on one. Some, some <laughs> real crowd work in aisle aisle. What aisle were you in? Aisle six. Great. But I would see you there. That's kind of that's kind of weird. And then so one comedy I was dirty, I, and they had to do a cleanup. 
on clean up aisle six. Okay, all right, <laughs> work. Actually, you know, you have your your joke style. I I went to your website and you actually put posted a lot of uh, your your one liners for for the world to see and steal, um, and hopefully credit you. But I the one that stuck I thought was was hysterical that cracked me up uh, was someone left the cake out in the rain. Someone left a cake out in the rain. Luckily, it was sponge cake. That cra that cracked me up. I love that joke too. And, and and you, That's I was amazing. saying, you know, my my knowledge of comedy. You you're you're um you 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 perform similar to to Stephen Wright, Mitch Hedberg, kind of like one liners that don't need a lot of context. Love Stephen Wright. But you Wright. put it with, but you put like a dash of Rita Rudner. You kind of deliver than her, like her a little bit faster. I'd say two and a half Rudners. Well, like Rita cop Rita probably copied from Wendy, but uh, no, no. I, you know what? I am uh, in this thirty eight years. And I'm being completely honest, I'm still finding my voice. I'm now comfortable on stage. Now I have to figure out what I want to tell people. And it's great to make people laugh. Um, but I feel like I should do more than that. Maybe oh, my God. I'm, maybe I'm a speaker. Like, a, I don't know. You could be a speaker. You could incorporate the comedy. You could incorporate yeah. the comedy. You could be like, it's like, it could, you could do like, uh, kind of, it's like therapy. It's like therapy because laughter is the best medicine, right? So you could do, is. I mean, Wendy, you could do workshops, stuff like that. I mean, that would be great for you. I mean, you should think about that. And I love well, your joke. Piper. I love your joke about, you know, my husband's a CPA. What, didn't you do a joke about something like that? What was that joke? You did a joke about something. Rita. With audit, something with an audit. Oh, 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 that um I like to I like to sweat, but I without having to exercise. So I like um a sauna or a long audit. <laughs> that's yes, great. That, that that's awesome. great. Do you love that, Adam? I like that and I like <laughs> I write fiction in checks. Well that came out of that was my first joke, and that came out right, of yeah. that, me being pressed because a teacher didn't accept me back into her creative fiction class. And somebody said, are you ever going to write fiction again? And I said, I'm not even going to write a check. So that became my first joke. I'm a writer. I write checks. They're mostly fiction. And, you know, it still works, okay. right? So, oh, yeah. I mean, people say don't you need new material all the time? I go, well, not that I'm Bruce Springsteen, but he sings Born to Run every night. Um, so if it still works. It still works. Um, and you well, you can update it. You know, everybody does electronic, you know, you could say even my e-checks bounce. I know, because people don't write checks anymore. That's yeah. what's going away. Yeah, you got to update. And do you have to be an A, do you have to do you have to be um do you have to be a, a straight A do you have to be like a really smart uh person to write clever comedy like do you have to be academically do you think you have to be like an A student I don't uh, think so at all I think there's so much uh, to say it, you have to you be know. articulate <laughs> You have to be yeah, articulate, but you have to be clever. You have to be you imagine like, you have to imagine things. Like yeah. Jeff and I will do a lot of Jeff is my husband. We'll we'll go off on wordplay things. We really enjoy that. Um I can't give you an example because 
but and they're corny but we just have fun so it's just oh. a way to exercise our brain so you're so easy to be with and like is he like if you have a fight i'm every couple you know we all disagree with our spouse or a partner what is your style like do you get because i can't see you ever yelling and raising your voice wendy i can't i i'm such a good actress no <laughs> we only he only fights with me if he wants makeup sex then he'll Got pick it. a fight but okay. um we really don't fight but when we have something to say to each other that's a little contentious mm -hmm. we'll make a joke about it that's and great so we get the we get the drift of what the I other person trying to say like lately as I've gotten older, I've gotten more like, you'll do this now, instead of saying, will you do this now? And so he'll joke, he'll go, oh, I'll do this now, will I? That's so now great. I go, okay, I have to change. I'm turning into my mother. Uh, we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very, my mother is so funny. She's 87, as I mentioned, and she just said she's thinking about going back to school. Um, Good for her. <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade. And Wendy, I love you so much. I'm leaning in. I'm telling thank you right you now. Thank you so much for having me. Thank this you so fun. much for being with us. This was so much fun. I want to thank my guest, Wendy Liebman, for joining me today. And I want to thank my producers, Alan Tuzinski, Melissa Lenner from Pretty Easy Podcasts, my writer, Adam Labarkin, and my composer, Jeff Urban. And I want to thank all of you for leaning in with me today. And until next time, leaning out. Lean in, Visa, put it to the test. Lean in, Visa, so get off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's a friend. So lean in with Visa, spend your time with Visa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every day.